VCs, I'm told, will often ask startup founders questions like, okay, I like your idea, but why wouldn't Amazon just crush you? Is this something that the FTC can deal with with antitrust law? You know, it's a really good question. In many ways, it is the economic policy question. Because so much of, I mean, you're right, so much of our innovation economy, so much of Silicon Valley is about small companies producing ideas and then selling them to one of the big four, big five platform companies. And there are enormously large, very, very profound economic questions over whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Whether these large companies are buying companies and producing value, or whether they're buying companies and stifling value. There's a new front that's opened in the years-long battle between the Federal Trade Commission and Facebook. Federal regulators have sued to stop the social media giant's proposed acquisition of a company named Within, which makes a popular virtual reality fitness app called Supernatural. We're going to try to explain why that's important. Welcome back to Debugger. I'm your host, Bob Sullivan, and this is a Debugger in 10 episode. We try to make sense of a complex tech issue for you in about 10 minutes. Critics worry Facebook will do to Within and Supernatural what it did to Instagram and WhatsApp, make it a part of the social media giant's ecosystem, eliminating potential competitors along the way. You can't understand this recent lawsuit without the context of the earlier Instagram and WhatsApp acquisitions, which the FTC is currently relitigating. In a separate case, regulators have sued to force Facebook to sell Instagram and WhatsApp. FTC chair Lena Khan is clearly willing to pick a fight against big tech, with antitrust law advocates cheering her on. But what does antitrust law have to say about all this? For that, we turn to Duke University law professor Barack Richman, an antitrust expert. We begin by focusing on this new case around the Within acquisition. So, Barack, why does the FTC care so much about Facebook's acquisition of a virtual reality fitness maker? So I think there are two reasons. Um, one reason is this is Facebook, uh, and Facebook is uh, a company uh, that controls a really significant platform. Um, and by virtue of being a platform, it means that there are natural efficiencies that allow it to sustain its dominance in its primary market. I guess that primary market is, well, whatever Facebook does. And it also enables Facebook, like other platforms, to have a natural advantage into other markets as well. So by virtue of Facebook being the defendant, the FTC is especially interested in curtailing what is a very natural position of economic advantage that Facebook has in multiple markets where there might be competition. I think that's one reason. The second reason, which, which frankly, I, I think is a little bit more, finds more support in traditional antitrust law, is that the virtual reality market or the market for virtual reality apps and products is a growing market. And who knows how big it'll be, but it's a market where there aren't a whole lot of competitors right now. Um, it's a market where I think most consumers and policymakers would hope to see lots of vibrant competition. 
It's a market where Facebook already has a presence and within already has a presence. And there's concern that joining these two forces together would simply stifle competition in this smaller market. One of the things that the FTC said was, instead of competing on the merits, Meta, Facebook, is trying to buy its way to the top. Is that illegal? It's not illegal to buy your way to the top. I'm not even sure actually what buying your way to the top really means. I would characterize that more as press release language than legal language. Now, there is something problematic with two companies that are competing with each other to merge or having one company buying its primary competitor. Um, you could, I guess you could call that buying your way to the top or buying your competitor so you can stay at the top. But you know, be, whether you're at the top or the bottom is really kind of irrelevant. The point is that it is a problem when competitors in a marketplace, especially if those competitors are primary competitors in an otherwise concentrated marketplace, join forces. That is the problem. It is decidedly not a problem when, say, a company uh, that is traditionally successful but is trying to get into a new market decides to buy a company instead of building the capabilities themselves. I'm sure you are familiar with the pharmaceutical industry and its very, very deep history of acquisitions, where, for example, a Pfizer would buy a drug or a company that develops an antiviral. Instead of developing the drug itself, it buys a company that has already developed the drug. That we consider to be an important part of the innovation process. So characterizing this as a big company buying its way to the top, I think is really misleading. We actually want, in some circumstances, large companies to buy small companies because it often means that the small company's product makes it to the marketplace. But what we don't want are acquisitions that stifle competition. That's a much more precise way of describing what this action is trying to stop. And there are those who say that this acquisition definitely reminds them of Facebook's acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp. Does it remind you of that? You know, it, it does not in a lot of ways. And in many ways, I find this acquisition more troublesome. Or another way to put it, I, I think I like the FTC's case on the within acquisition. I like it more than their case against Facebook's acquisition for Instagram. When Facebook purchased Instagram, it had a terrific platform on desktops that it was trying to transition to mobile devices. And it was having trouble doing that. And when it purchased Instagram, it was an effort really to merge this mobile foundation, mobile platform with its desktop platform. Now, the criticism the FTC has made is that, well, Facebook was otherwise going to develop its own mobile platform itself, and that would have meant there would be lots of competition. And that's possible. We really don't know what the alternative universe would have looked like if Facebook had not purchased Instagram. But in many ways, the justification behind Facebook purchasing Instagram is a solid justification. Uh, here's a good company that's trying to expand its presence into an adjacent market. Uh, and instead of building the capacity, it bought uh, a capacity and it built upon that new platform. This case with Within, you already see Facebook developing 
virtual reality products. In fact, actually, in many ways, it's already the leader. And it's a nascent market. It's a market where uh, lots of other companies might be able to tap in or collaborate with within. You could imagine within developing its own platform. You see much more horizontal overlap between what Facebook offers and what Within offers than I think what you saw in, between Facebook and Instagram. And you also see, you see fewer synergies. You see that it's hard to imagine how Facebook could really transform Within. It's a lot easier to imagine how Facebook would just kind of incorporate Within into the Facebook world and leave consumers with fewer choices. Another point the FTC makes is this this is more subtle but the, the mere possibility of facebook's entrance and this is specifically in the virtual reality fitness area the mere possibility of its entrance influences competition and i've heard this before uh, i vcs i'm told will often ask startup founders questions like okay i like your idea but why wouldn't amazon just crush you is this something that the ftc can deal with with antitrust law you know it's a really good question in many ways it is the economic policy question because so much of, you know, you're right, so much of our innovation economy, so much of Silicon Valley is about small companies producing ideas and then selling them to one of the big four, big five platform companies. And there are enormously large, very, very profound economic questions over whether that's a good thing or a bad thing whether these large companies are buying companies and producing value or whether they're buying companies and stifling value. And look, I think that uh, the answer to that question has to be a nuanced answer. Some acquisitions are really essential. Some markets would not develop were it not for the support of the large platform companies. But I think it's also undeniable that some markets are swamped because the large companies either purchase them or kill them. So I think that this is an important question. I don't think that a single decision or single action, a single lawsuit brought by the FTC is going to meaningfully change that innovation ecosystem. But I do think that on the much more micro level, it is important to consider what the alternative world would look like. What would happen if within is purchased by Facebook, what would happen if within is not purchased by Facebook? It's really important to play those scenarios out in a meaningful way, not in a silly way, and to think about what the long-term consequences of the economy are. And do you have a hunch as to which way the within acquisition might go? You mean as far as the outcome of the case? Yeah. You know, I'm going to say, uh, I'll, I'll give you two predictions for the price of one. I will say that Facebook will defeat the challenge that the FTC has brought on it for its acquisitions of both Instagram and WhatsApp, but it will, in some meaningful way, lose uh, its case against the FTC on within. I, I think that, first of all, bringing a case at the time of acquisition and not a retrospective one is a much stronger case. And I also think there might be enough concern about this new market and there's enough data in the complaint to suggest that there's enough horizontal overlap that means the loss of not just prospective competition, but even the loss of competition right now, where I think it's a solid case. And I'm going to say that I think that if 
the acquisition isn't stopped by the FTC, it will be meaningfully altered. Barack Butrin from Duke University, thank you very much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. If you like Debugger, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Debugger is brought to you by the Duke University Sanford School of Public Policy. Thanks to Debugger's executive producers, David Hoffman and Ken Rogerson, both professors at the Sanford School. And thanks to audio engineer Julio Gonzalez. For Debugger, I'm Bob Sullivan. Thank you.